Welcome to the Ruby Hour, a podcast produced by our company, Ruby Riot Creatives. We specialize in video production and content marketing, and we're based in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm Shelby Ring. And I'm Madeline Rager. This podcast is devoted to interviewing extraordinary people doing extraordinary things and nuggets of wisdom that they've learned along their journey. Also, just want to give you a heads up, uh, we have potty mouths and we're talking about inappropriate things. So thank you so much for joining another session of the Ruby Hour. I am Shelby Ring, your host, and I have an amazing guest with me, the brilliant Sunny <laughs> Dublick. So she owns a full-service marketing company here that specializes in working with startups and small businesses, that sweet spot being three to five employees, and of course a range of people that are starting up even smaller than that and mid-sized companies. Um, but oh my gosh, Sunny, so <laughs> I have to say that we connected the dots of I am always looking for people that have a specific wheelhouse in marketing and wanting to know, you know, how is it going in the trenches on your end? What are trends that you're noticing and your journey of coming into the creative space that you are in? So what um, got you started in marketing? What was your journey? Uh, so it's a long and twisted tale. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so originally, I'll be completely honest, um, when I was going to college, I had no idea what I was going to study. And my mom was pushing me, like, study business. In her mind, she's like, you'll make money with business, right? And I think it was like, you'll make money and you can move out eventually. Yeah, um, yeah. So I wound up studying business. And then I, you know, as you're taking classes and kind of going through... I wasn't a finance girl, I wasn't an accounting girl, and I really kind of struck this interest in marketing because of the creative aspect of it. Mm. So growing up, I always loved to paint and draw. I still to this day am an artist, and I think I wanted something that could really apply that kind of like visual aspect of things um, to the psychology and the science behind things. Um, And so I was lucky enough that I was able to study in Rome, and I studied fashion (gasps) brand marketing, which is awesome. Yeah, oh, it was so cool. Um, But when I was there, it really just kind of struck a chord with me of just seeing all of these different designers and how they were able to really reflect their brands and bring them to life. And I got more and more into the idea of like, I really want to work with branding. Like I want to be the person, like in my mind, I was going to be like CMO at this major company Oh yeah. um, and really, you know, kind of help them advance their brand. And then obviously you graduate and life doesn't kind of take that turn. <laughs> yeah. um, but regardless, it, uh, it definitely was something that I had a big interest in. And luckily for me, um, I found an internship just out of a little bit in college and then a little bit out of college um, that was a sensorial branding firm. Um, the owners, I'm still really, really close friends with, they're great guys, um, but they definitely gave me my first shot, which was awesome. And from there, kind of bounced around trying to find my place. Um, I think at first I was really gung-ho, like I wanted to work in an agency space. Yeah. It just sounds so cool, right? It sounds fancy. It sounds very fancy. And I uh, I went to really big agencies. I went to really small agencies. I went on the client side and then back again. And um, I'll be completely honest. I just never found a situation where I was completely happy. Um, I loved, a, like, I still loved the part that I loved about marketing. But a lot of times I felt like I was just kind of being more of like administrative assistant, kind of like paper pushing things. Yeah, like implementing someone else's idea. Yeah. And I, I really wanted, like, 
I I love one of the things that really drives me is like my brain is always racing. I'm a Gemini. It's a problem. But uh, <laughs> but yes. overall too, um, it's like I love brainstorming. I love coming up with new ideas. And I think just for so long I felt like that part of my brain was kind of just shut off, and it was more like focused on organization and just pumping out work. And um, in a strange twist of events, this was about I want to say four or five years ago. I got laid off from the company that I was working at. And I like hit the panic button. Like I was living in Philly at the time. I was like, you know, I got rent to pay. What am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, a really close friend of mine uh, had a very successful startup business of his own, and was like, well, why don't you just make your own business? And I was kind of just like, what are you talking about? I can't just make my own business. Like, who does that? And uh, it was kind of funny. He was like, no, you just you talk to an accountant, you register for a business, and then you go ahead, you build a website. You already know how to do this. You do this for everyone else. Everyone else forever, yeah. yes. And he's like, and then you market yourself. I'm sure you know a ton of people that need help with mm-hmm. you know what it is that you do. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how Sunny Double Marketing was born. That's how I, how I got here. Um, I never in a million years thought that I would be on this journey. Um, and again, I think like one of the like darkest days of like, oh my God, what am I going to do is actually something that was just quite a blessing, kind of wow. really turned things around on its head for me and yeah, put me in a much different direction in my life that I'm very thankful for. Wow. Yeah. And what brought you to Charleston specifically from Philly? I love the beach. Beach Um, No, and this is just like a great area. And I think one of the things, there are no short, and I'm sure you know this, there's no shortage of pitfalls of having your own company, but then there's also a inordinate amount of like really, really, really great bonuses. And Mm -hmm. one of the ones that I am really lucky to have is that I can really work anywhere. Um, So I have clients in Charleston, I have clients in Philly, I have clients in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, like they're all over the board. Cool. Um, Because as you know, kind of people just come and go and and move around. And um, so it's really nice because I don't really, I can really be anywhere which has been a huge benefit to me. I'm a person too, like I love having that freedom and flexibility. It really just helps me feel free, you know? Yeah, you've got to have that as a Gemini. Like, I need to feel like I'm not tied down. I can, like, explore. Yes. Um, And I think that a lot of times, like, there was, I won't lie to you, like, I had one of those moments where I, like, kind of panicked and I decided I was going to take a full-time job again. I was, Mm -hmm. like, I think about a year and a half after I started my company. Yeah. Um, I just kind of got really freaked out, like, is this sustainable long-term? Like, it's so much pressure on your own shoulders, right? Um, And I did, and, like, with, I only lasted, I think, like, three months, and I just had this feeling, like, every day going into work, it was, like, going into, like, a prison cell, because it was, like, I had to be here from certain times, even if I didn't have work to do. And I'm like, I'm just the kind of person it's like, I want to take like an hour and a half lunch and then I want to work till midnight. You know what I mean? Like I love Working on your creativity, not just because someone told you to. Yes, yes. And someone said something to me once that I think kind of hit the nail on the head. And they were like, because a lot of times, you know, and even these nine to five jobs are no longer nine to five. And everything is like, Mm. you're connected to your cell phone. So, you know, even after hours, you're getting people emailing you, messaging you, calling you. And I remember um, just kind of having this thought of like, I don't know why, like, I'm like, I guess everyone's doing this, but I felt very resentful of it. And someone mentioned, they're like, well, you're, you're literally like dedicating your life to someone else's dream. And that really just struck a chord with me where I'm like, yeah, because when it's in my business and it's all on my shoulders, I'm like, I got to get this done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got I got to hustle. I got to work hard. Um, but when it's for someone else, and especially if I don't really feel like I'm part of that vision, yeah. and if I'm really on board with that, then it just feels like it's just a job versus mm-hmm. a passion. So I think that's kind of where 
I am a person, I think, that, like, I need to have my own thing going on. Yeah. I've realized that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love that, you know, that you found that connection or that realization in yourself where you were like, like, talk to me about, um, you know, your creative patterns of, um, you know, what's your take on the work-life balance? Like, what is your sweet spot? Which I feel like as, you know, whether you're a solopreneur or having a small business, it's like, you know, there's always that joke like, oh, what is free time? But truly, like, from a sustainable perspective, like, what's worked for you and your personality when it comes to balancing, um, you know, the demands of deadlines with clients and whatnot, and then also recognizing, like, I got to take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's so important and it's definitely something that like no one tells you entering into this. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm definitely a person like even as far back as like high school when you had like that group project, I was always the one that was like last hour, no one did their stuff. Like, uh, I'm doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that from a young age, I developed this sense of trust in myself that like I'm going to get this done. Mm. Um, And even there's times when I'm like, there's no way, there's too much. Um, I think even like it was this April, I took on a lot of projects at once. And again, sometimes it's like feast or fast, right? That's just the way that things go. And um, I remember like I was working till like midnight almost every single night. And then coming out of that, it was like a very slow period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So I realized, I was like, you know, you've taken no time to care for yourself you know what I mean like I think I ate Taco Bell literally like three times in one day oh (laughs) yeah and I love you Taco Bell if you're listening um but but um I I kind of realized that and I started putting into place like blocks of my time that it's like I'm going to the gym even if it's in like the middle of the day sometimes I would schedule it because it's like if I do not do this for myself my mind doesn't work as good yes you know yes um and even, like, I'm a big person with yoga. I'm also, like, an obsessive reader. Like, I read, like, three or four books a month. I'm insane. Whoa. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm I'm a speed reader, too. People okay. make, make fun of me. They're like, Sonny, you're not actually reading. I'm like, I am. I just read really fast. Um, but I found that when I take that time for myself that I am so much better going back into it. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think that. And I've also had people kind of, like, push me on that end, too, because otherwise, and I think, like, you're probably of the same opinion, like, sometimes you're just, I need to go a million miles a minute until I get everything done. But when you're going that fast, you're going to crash, and I have, and it's not fun. It's no. not pretty. Yeah. Um, and part of the reason is, like, like, I love what I do because you have so much more control over the projects you take, the clients you work with, right? And I don't like what I do when I'm in that stressed out crap position, right? Mm. So I'm not going to lie to you and say that I've never gotten there, but I think the more time that I've spent with my business, the more lessons I've learned. And one of the ones that I have is that sometimes certain projects aren't worth it or certain timelines you just need to push out and set for yourself and say, you know, unfortunately, like, this is going to have to get pushed out a week. Is that all right with you? If not, what can we move around? Do you know what I mean? So, like, giving myself that flexibility, I think, Mm -hmm. is really important. Again, it's it's hard work when you're on your own because there's no one sometimes to look around to and be like, am I doing this right? Yeah, right? Like, does that look good? I think it looks good. Do you think? Yeah. Um, And I think that sometimes, like, especially if you don't have anyone being like, 
hey, it's like seven o'clock, you've been going at it all day. Like yeah. you just need to take that accountability for yourself. So I even started blocking off, like I have on my calendar every day, like eat lunch for an hour. Wow. And it's it's not necessarily because I won't, like I know I'm gonna get hungry, but I will just blast through and then all of a sudden I look up and it's three. Yes, and I'm like, for sure. where is my time yeah. gone? We're just like Halloween candy, you know, we're filming right <laughs> yeah. now, it's Halloween, yes. yes. Uh. We're cats. Wait, Duh. Wait. For those of you that are only listening, we have really cute cat ears on and we look adorable. So like picture us talking and looking so cute. Yeah, um, yeah I know. And it does, you know, I feel that so resonates with me of, um, you know, I've, I've really this week, um, I work with like a, a really amazing life coach that you know, when you work with someone for months and months, you find, you know, they're bearing witness to your patterns and like your tendencies. And I realized that at the beginning of this year, I was in a space where I was like, I need to just expand my territory. And so it was like, go to every networking event, like, you know, schedule coffees. I would have like five to seven coffee or lunch appointments with people throughout the week. And like, just being, and I had this, um, it was almost like from a place like a, a a lack mentality of if I don't say yes to this person, like, well, what if what if they know someone that needs our services? <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't a place of strength that I was saying yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like there's such a combination of at times, you know, if I don't say yes to a lot of things very often and if I'm not perpetually throwing myself in front of challenging like extroverted environments that muscle gets weak for me and I like get in my head and I get all weird and it's like if I'm doing like sales calls I'm like so tricked out and nervous versus if I'm confident and I'm doing that on the daily there's an ease with it so the mix of strengthening that almost you know maybe you can call it like your sales muscle or your prospecting muscle mixed with you know, okay, I need to just keep saying yes and grow our network. But at this point, and with the capacity that we're in, I'm recognizing like, no, how can I say yes to the right things and value my time just as much as maybe the value someone I might meet with has, but really jealously, you know, the statement I've had is like, how can I build my fortress? How can I build our energy of within our business? Where is our best creativity? Because those connections are valuable, but when it's at the cost of like, I am overexerting myself, I'm overextending than yep. me as a leader, then I'm like, well, I'm just like crap in front of my computer to do creative work. Yep. So it's that balance of yep. how can I find the sweet spot of, okay, like go, 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 push, 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 and then be like, okay, this is what's true for me in this moment. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know what, this project, it's too much right now. I need to give myself permission to push it a little further along so I can sure. catch my breath, actually have lunch at a decent time. Yeah, live my um, life. Yes, like have a social life, have yeah. some form of that care. So you've mentioned, you know, like going to the gym, that yoga is a practice in your life. What are some other, um, I love asking people, what's like self-care that has like resonated for you? The beach. Really? I am a person that like, I always like joke with people like I was a mermaid in another life, but oh I uh, I just I love being by the ocean. Really, it is just like literally the definition of zen. When you are at the beach, it is just like the most calming experience for me. And uh, I have a phenomenal. I'm gonna quote this. She is the world's cutest Boston Terrier. Um, I take her. Oh, she's adorable. Oh my 
she's her name's Casey. She's 13. She's the best. Oh, um, but so sometimes, like for a while, I was trying to get in the practice. I am not a morning person. I am a bear to get out of bed in the morning. And it is one thing that I cannot stand because I think that I envy people so much who are like, I get up at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. or like, what was it? Mark Wahlberg gets up at like 3 in the morning. Yes. Goes to the gym for like two hours, like uh. yeah. And um, in order to kind of like force myself to be more of a morning person, um, I started trying to um, get set up for like uh, sunrises at okay. Folly with her. Oh yeah, um, okay, cool. And so that was just like such a great way to start my day because I started it in such a different mentality. Mm. And wow. even like little things, like if I am under so much pressure and stress, and like I take her for a walk. It's so funny how all of that that's, like, in your head, and it's like, the world is ending. Sound the alarm. Exactly. And then it's like, you just, and especially, like, animals, because they're so just, like, immune to any of the, like, BS, chaos, and stress that we go through. Yeah. Um, and she, it's funny, she snores, too, so, like, she'll be in my office, and, like, I'll be on a conference call, and you'll hear her snoring. And it's, um, it's just one of those things, it's, like, reality check, right? And I think that, like, I'm a person, too, like, I love animals, always have and I think that that's something that really just kind of like grounds me and I think that we all need mm -hmm. that at times because otherwise if you're talking thinking like eating li living breathing your business which like ultimately I found my business is a hundred percent harder to shut off than any other business I've worked for because yeah like god forbid anything happens like I am the only person right yeah. now at the moment yeah. that is accountability for that um and so for me, it's like you need to find those those things for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so whether that's like little trips, even just calling a friend, you know what I mean? Even to vent or just to talk about things. Um, it's just like whatever works and just kind of takes you out of that zone. Because once you're out of it and you can kind of see like, okay, that really sucks, but it's all going to be fine. Yeah. Like, and I always use the metaphor, like, when I'm, when I'm thinking about this, I'm like, okay, I'm going to fast forward, like, three to six months from now. Is this going to matter? Probably Ooh, not. You love know? that. Yeah, because I, I think that we get so caught in moments, right? And I'm definitely guilty of it, too. God forbid, especially, like, the nature of what I do, there's, like, a need for perfection. God mm -hmm. forbid even, like, so some of my clients, like, I work with on social, like, God forbid you post, like, one thing, like, all of a sudden it's, like, 20 million people could be attacking you. Yes. I once, I once did, like, a typo, and it was, like, 30 people were, like, outraged. Um, yeah, So sure. it, it can be scary, and I beat myself up a lot mm -hmm. about the mistakes that I make, um, yeah. which stinks, because yeah. you always, again, sometimes you're running so fast, and you do the best you can, um, but I always, like, the, the biggest measurement of my success to myself because I don't like to measure it against other people I think that's just a waste of time but it's like did you literally do everything that you could because I feel like I'm a person that tries my hardest and even sometimes like things fail everybody has that right everyone has failures and when I have those I think my biggest question is like was that because you weren't trying enough or like you were just being like negligent or like did you literally try and it was just a mistake you know because that's, that's all you can do. Yeah. You know? And I hate getting down about, my like, on myself for, like, the stupidest little things. Again, it's like you take that and you put it in perspective. You're, like, in the great, like, state of everything going on in the world, does this really matter? Yeah. I try to kind of reality check myself sometimes. I have to. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that is such a nugget of gold. Because anybody that's going to be prone to want to be, you know, um, 
to go for starting their own business or you know scaling especially when you're carrying the work of okay this matters because i have x amount of employees and you know especially in the small business space like i can see how you probably add so much peace of mind for the people you work with because there is that tendency of i you know that perfection is such a negative yes you know but like to do your best yeah to be driven to you know score in that best of okay hopefully there's very rarely if ever typos yeah. that ever get past you right um because you are representing the image of someone but also i love that tool of being like all right that sucks and was it negligent was it truly an accident? Look through the data of it rather than, you know, I know I tend to be really hard on myself too yeah. or always push. And I feel like so many yep. women, women leaders, and I'm sure men as well, but, you know, being in my own shoes, yeah, it's like we want to do the best or be the best. Yep. And so that's gold to be able to recognize, okay, like let's stock the facts here. What was data? Was I hung over and didn't care? And I was just, <laughs> uh, or was it like, no, I literally was trying and I had a lot going on and this happened and that sucks and we're going to keep moving. Yeah. That's, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I always love to ask people that are in the digital field Mm -hmm. like you are what do you feel like social media you know we're in the end of 2019 we're spearheading into 2020 you're you're probably observing all of these trends and have been for the last few years where do you feel like people are really engaged what are people wanting out of social media this day and age i think it's so much more about video content and stories Um, which is hard because I am someone like in order to be super organized like I do content for my clients in advance and I I schedule that um, content and now it's kind of shifting into like everything almost needs to be in real time which can be really challenging for brands Um, so I think that video content which lends so nicely to what it is that you guys do but it's to be honest it's what people are looking for Um, I just did a presentation two nights ago yes i'm like where is this week on um <laughs> but at the, the charleston artist guild um because so i'm a member there and there was i'm also on a marketing committee and they basically asked they were saying like a lot of our artists don't know how to market their work so you know can you come and give us like a tutorial of mm-hmm. what we need to know and i was going through the facebook algorithm with them and i was like i'm really sorry for what i'm about to present it's yawn worthy buckle it's, up yeah y'all. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of crazy. I can't really exactly put my finger on it. And then as soon as you do, they change it again anyway. Yes. Um, But kind of talking about the content that people want to see and the content that Facebook prioritizes is mostly video. Um, And it's, again, unless it's like something that's super, super, super engaging um, on some kind of other format. And also depends. Like a lot of like the really big brands win in these cases and a lot of the smaller brands don't. Mm -hmm. Um, So... There's a lot to the shifting digital sphere, and it's changing, like, every single day. Um, I, like, even Pinterest, I don't know how many people that you work with use Pinterest. Only a couple of my clients use it, but they're transitioning into the advertising space a lot now, too, which I think is interesting. Yeah. um, Because, really, Facebook and Instagram have, like, run that space for so long. Yeah. And I'm kind of interesting. We talked a little bit about, like, the bubble popping. Um, I'll be interested to see because at some point, um, 
there is, it just came out that for the first time ever, digital spending and advertising has outperformed more like traditional media, like print. Yeah. Um, which wow. is actually very surprising. I thought it would have been a while ago that that happened, but right. I don't foresee that spend going down, but I, I foresee like even Snapchat now is starting to add um, like catalogs mm. to their like, okay overall offering of digital advertising. Oh my so gosh. a lot of these different platforms are starting to like wisen up to how much money and opportunity is there. So I think that maybe it's a bit of diversification too. So sorry, that's a really long answer. No, it's, <laughs> but it's so true. Like, what do you think on a practical, um, cause I, I mean, I can't tell you like how many conversations Madeline and I have had of, you know, we're, um, you know, I'm, I was born in 1990. So mm -hmm. I'm like on that cusp of now there's like the, the TikTok generation and whatever. And I'm yeah. like, why? I yeah. just all I'm like, this is just the ultimate like ADD, you know, whatever we want to like cast on an entire generation yeah. of people of this short attention span thing. And oh, well, you know, Tommy can't stay, he can't pay attention in school. And it's like, well, our whole. Um, information era has turned into three second clips. Yeah. How do you expect them to read a book? Yes. So it's like <laughs> just this fast, like it's almost like fast food for yes. our minds and this like scroll frenzy and like all of that experience. Um, but really from a consumer perspective, because like obviously, you know, like we've had a few accounts where we're responsible for client social media and it's like it sucked our souls dry. Yeah. We like to really have a little more of a spearhead around, you know, what is going to happen with it. But um, I feel like people want real life they want it they don't want to see the perfectly curated yes. aesthetic it's like when i see the you know amazing mom blogger that's like has some great <laughs> story and it's all perfect i'm like that's cool but the fav my favorite thing is like where's the iphone photo where's yeah. the snap of whatever went wrong where's yeah. them showing their flaw or they're you know just like being real yeah um, you know I feel like that's something that people are seeking is they're like don't show me the curated thing I that's not what my life will ever look like yep inspire me with who are you in the face of it not being perfectly you know uh, pinnable or yep. what have you exactly there was a uh, Jennifer Aniston I think just started an Instagram like the world has gone crazy because oh it's Jennifer God. Aniston but she put up some kind of post and it was like uh like Instagram versus real life post, which is funny, again, mm -hmm. like coming from someone of her caliber. Yeah. Um, but 100%, I feel like authenticity is something that everyone is looking for. And I think that a lot of brands struggle with that because they don't know who they are and not how to be authentic without coming off as like, I'm unprofessional or unpolished. Right. So I think that that's definitely a challenge there. But it was, um, it was interesting when I was giving that presentation last week, um, I had someone ask, they were kind of saying like, okay, well, you have your target audience and so you should create art for them. And I was like, no, 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 opposite way around. Yeah. I was like, you should create what it is that you feel like you need to. And like, it's like the field of dreams. If you build it, they yeah. will come, right? Yeah. Um, but 100%, I think that the more almost every like successful influencer blogger all of that has started that shift of like now all of a sudden the posts aren't like hyper filtered and all of this um and they're they're moving towards like this is how it actually is and like this is my process for getting this together um there is something i am shameless with some of like the buzzfeed articles that i read but there was one of like the top european destination spots 
and it was like expect like Instagram expectation versus reality and like showing how extremely crowded they are and like all of that. <laughs> but I mean, some of these things that you see, like again, it's it's built almost this this fantasy world for people. And mental, like health wise, there's been a huge pushback. And I don't know if it's definitely going through, but like the latest I heard was that Instagram was gonna remove likes because they didn't want people to like think that that was a measure of their success. Yes. Um, which I kind of wow. love. Yes. I love that. Yes. Because I think that, I mean, in marketing, you always like tell clients that's a vanity metric anyway, right? Um, but I yeah. think, that, yeah. Because there's people creeping for days. Yes. Yeah. Um, Don't get me started on the conference. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's true. I mean, I think I've I've always said that like when I have kids, like I never want to see them on social media because I don't want them to think that that is I think that a lot of people are now posting things like, God, you go out to dinner and like people can't even enjoy their dinner without taking pictures of it. And it's funny because like I do social media myself, um, but I, I've actually been on a social media hiatus for my own personal account. Yeah. Um, and I've told people, I'm like, it just doesn't make me feel good about myself. You know what I mean? Like I see why it makes sense for brands and for marketing purposes. But me personally, I'm just like, man, like I want to have like, I want people that want to interact with me to like, call me and be like, hey, how you doing? You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'm at. But, you know, I guess we'll see. <laughs> so I feel like people that are in the space of having to manage social media, yeah. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but it's like, yes. Like I, you know, and we just had a good friend of ours that is a filmmaker yep. and he realized that this whole frenzy of the like FOMO if you didn't take it didn't happen if you didn't take a picture (laughs) and like you know he he referenced like he went on a trip to Italy and like brought all of his gear and was like and found himself getting worked up in a tizzy of well I gotta think of I'm gotta make a recap about this gotta use it for my portfolio and it's like when does ever when does work ever turn off yeah you know and putting it away so it's like the gift of seeing like you know, where when you're in the space of like tracking and understanding, um, somebody told me, um, it's one of my friend's weird boyfriends. He was like, he's like weird esoteric, but he was like, when something's free online, you are the product. And I was like, well, that's interesting. What? But he was like, anything you ever post onto Instagram, onto Facebook, yeah. you are the product. You are the reason your friend would join because they want to keep up with you and they yeah. post to keep up. And so we are like freely giving, like we're what keeps the machine going. That very concept of FOMO yeah. of I have to do this. I have to keep up with the, it used to be called keeping up with the Joneses. Now yeah. it's called FOMO. Yeah. So or it's Kardashians. like. Yes, and it's like being able to um, just step away and and be like, oh, wait, like staring at this like three by five index card of a, you know, data black hole of Insta content. It's like, turn it off, go for a walk and look at some people in the eyes. Yeah. You know, that's real connection. And this whole social media has so disconnected, especially, you know, I feel like the generation right underneath mine, um, you know, like I've, through the years, I've um, brought on maybe six or eight other videographers and I've Mm -hmm. trained people or done College of Charleston interns. And the biggest thing that I've looked for is like, it's so hard to find people in, well, the limiting belief that I have is that it's really challenging to find young people today mm-hmm. that know how to walk into a room, sh- 
eye contact, shake your hand, and can hold a conversation. And yeah. like, you know, gotta brag on my girl Madeline over here. It was like, you know, she so, so stood out to me that yeah. it was like, where did you come from? How do you have such great error of making someone feel comfortable, being able to keep a conversation yeah. going? That grace that used to be social etiquette, yep. and we've replaced it with social media. Yeah. And so I think that this whole trend of, you know, the like influencer bubble and whatnot, I, I just think that as consumers and as, you know, I can only speak as a woman, I haven't been a man for a while, but like, you know, to be able to be like, you know what, this doesn't make me feel good or like our brains are trained to constantly compare and contrast yep. well oh man does she look better than me does she look am i on par with that or being like wow that looks really fun they're at some caribbean exotic place okay i wish i was there oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i wish i was not who i am in this moment yes exactly. and it's like how many of these i mean in marketing speak it's the aspirational content yeah Put something out that makes someone wish they were better than who they are. Yeah. You know, that whole tactic of like, well, if you were on this family vacation, then you would feel blah. Yeah. And it's like, nah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna turn it off. Yeah. I'm gonna go hang out with my family, my kids, whatever, go talk smack with my girlfriend on the phone. And like, that's real life. Yeah. So that's like... I, it always makes my heart happy to like hear those observations from someone else that's in the field because I feel like it's like important to build awareness and reminders to people of like, you know, I think that we're all getting tired of the comparison of the yeah. the keeping up with the Joneses, if you will, of yeah. the like modern social media age, and that you know what what how can we reconnect with just being fully present with our family yeah. and what if we journaled our positive experiences rather than took a picture of it and showed it for other people like what's the why yeah behind you know i had bless one of my girlfriends her mom was pressuring her into being a part of this big sporting event come bring your husband do all these things and it was also she could impress some of her friends. Yeah. It wasn't even about having a good family moment. It was like yep. she wanted to go, you know, show off the kids that are grown now, and that would make her valid. And that's sad. But how many of us do that yeah. and utilize this platform of social media? Here's me and my perfect family. Yeah. And like I lived in a house downtown. Um, off Bufane. It was beautiful. And people would take pictures in front of it all the time. Yeah. And I got those mirrors, those window mirrors, or they like, it shows people's reflection. Yeah. So watching people come up to like an idyllic, like Charleston charm, you know, house that's been converted. And, but I would watch these moms come up. They would like make sure they looked really perfect. Whatever. They like <laughs> straighten their kid up and they'd be like, get over here. Get over here now. Put those rocks down. Yes. And then they'd be like, smile. And they'd be like, oh, like perfect family. Yeah. And she'd be like, drop that. Drop it right now. Like total <laughs> monster. But then pause to take the perfect selfie and be like, oh my gosh, like mommy, sun time. Like yeah. love Charleston. Hashtag. Yeah. And it's like, my little angel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, it's like, I wish I had, like, a, a hidden camera. But <laughs> it's like, how can we create that action to bring us back into yeah. reality? Yeah. I think so. There's um, 
I'm such a nerd this way, um, but I love to quote books that I've read because um, I like I keep like a list of all my favorite quotes. But uh, yes. there's this book called The Tiger's Wife, and there's one point where she, like something crazy happens to the main character, and she's talking, I think to like her grandfather or someone, and she's saying that like, oh, I have to tell X, Y, and Z, and he's like, and if you do, this moment no longer belongs to you. And I think that that just like when I like at times like I start thinking about that because there's times and I'm like, oh my god, like this outfit looks awesome, like I am on point today yes and I'm thinking about like oh like I want people to see this but then I'm like you know what like what if like just I think it's like a self-satisfaction thing of like what if it's just like you being like yes like this is good this is cool you know what I mean wow um and I think that like too like with time I've definitely gotten to that point where it's gotten easier because I think before like there was a ton of pressure to like I don't know just like I guess make people like see like how great your life was even though sometimes it's like you're posting pictures and like you said it's like you know here's this like great picture of like us at like you know so and so bar and then it's like later that night I was you know so and so got like sick and threw up and you know was laying in a pile of trash in the parking lot yeah so um it's uh it's one of those things that I think just like over time um I've just come to realize I'm like I don't need anybody's like else's like approval with things um and what I've done for myself so like for purposes of my business I do have a Facebook account that like talks about marketing stuff um and then my um um, art business, I have an Instagram account, but my my secret there <laughs> is that I've only followed other accounts that inspire me, oh. so that when I do like scroll through my feed, it's just like artists I yes. love or tutorials that I love, and I don't feel like I'm gonna look through and like see all of these things that just like fill my mind with other clutter. Yeah. Like for me, when I'm in that space, it's just about like inspiration and creativity, hmm. and so like again, like, I don't think that that's wrong for anybody to do. You know, it's it's kind of like a weird, I agree with you, like, I, I almost feel bad kind of for the next generation. There was this stat that it's like the millennial time span is like eight seconds and Gen Z is around four because it's like you're just bombarded with so much information, right? Yeah. And there's, again, so much pressure for you to, like, put out your own content and be a part of this giant, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, um, to stay, you know, quote, relevant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care if I'm relevant. (laughs) I want to be irrelevant. Yeah. Um, Well, and even, like, I love, um, like, you know, the purge of the social media thing of even being, like, if someone's content triggers that moment of, you know what, like, this this is taking me out of my center. Like, I similarly did the same thing where, you know, like I have, um, you know, I have been gifted with premature ovarian failure. And so it's like I genetically was born without eggs. And the journey I've had with that and the challenge of all my friends my age are popping out babies. They yeah. sneeze the wrong way and they get pregnant, right? Yeah. And so it's like the the processing my own journey, my own grief, my own, you know, full spectrum of acceptance of myself and my sexuality of, okay, what, how am I whole? You know, what does that look like for me? Am I less than because I don't have these genetics or is it separate from that? And so I had to go through a time of unfollowing friends that maybe I grew up with or what have you where it was just babies, babies, babies or like baby bump pictures or any of that because it just, you you know, it wasn't serving me at that time. It wasn't something that brought me, I didn't feel better after picking up my three by five, you know, technology wormhole. So it was like, you know, that's so powerful 
And I feel like if people, because I can already hear like some of my girlfriends where like, you know, we've confided in things like this. I can already hear them be like, well, I don't want to offend whoever if I like unfollow them. If I don't, um, (laughs) you know, what if they see I'm not following? And I think it's to be like, give yourself permission to take care of you. You're not following them for their behalf. Or if you are, maybe you should look at that. And, you know, but it's like that's it's a level of self-care translating into the digital space that we all, you know, live in. It's a part of our day in, day out. Yeah. I once, um, I unfriended someone because it was like, I hadn't talked to them in like 10 years. And I was like, I'm probably never going to see them again. Yeah. And I, there's like, I guess somewhere on Facebook where you can find out who defriended you. (gasps) Um, yeah. Yeah. And they messaged me. Oh my God. And they were like, you defriended me. (laughs) They were like, and and it applies, they think it applies to real life too. Yes, but it's like, we're not even friends. And like, again, I think that it's so easy to get caught up in like, what is fake and what is real is actually like, what's going on here Mm. now. Um, and I think that that's really important to remind ourselves all of the time. I think that that's been really important too for like going back to just self-care yeah. like for me because like same thing like I would I would go through and I just I remember the feeling of just like honestly being like A, I wasted my time and B, this just doesn't make me feel good like yeah. even though like a lot of these people that I'm connected to like I love and everything like that like I nothing here is like pepping up my day. You know what I mean? Yeah. If anything it's just like a all right, like back to the grind while everyone's in Italy and Spain. Yeah, right. And, you know what I mean? Someone's <laughs> eating a good cheeseburger right now. Yeah, exactly. What am I doing with my life? Yeah. And um, I think, too, like the lifestyle that we've chosen as entrepreneurs can be very hard to understand, too, for other people. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, too, like I look at people that are, you know, doing all these different things and I'm also like oh my god like it just seems like so simple like you don't have to worry about like stepping away and you know what I mean like can I actually like take us like all that time and I started to realize I'm like you know what I think what what peps me up what makes me a better person is surrounding myself with like-minded people that that understand Mm -hmm. or can at least appreciate what it is that I do with my business you know what I mean because like for a long time I convinced myself that I was less than because I'm like, oh, like I have like, I also had this like imposter syndrome of like being embarrassed about telling people what I did. Like I have my own company. Um, And someone said that to me. They're like, you always say it with this weird like, oh, like, you know, I do freelance. Like I have like like, this like, you know, study of like marketing. And I would feel embarrassed about it because I was, I had this sense of people going to be like, who does girl think she is? Oh, I have my own company. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, people would be like laughing behind my back. And I started realizing and I'm like, no, dude, like you're a badass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. And I think that because it was like, I didn't really have like that kind of community, which is why I love local shout out to Hatch Tribe because yes, Hillary is great in kind of cultivating that. And again, it's like talking to people like you, it's like, okay, like you're not alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's, there's such this sense on social of like, you're, you're with all of these other people, but you're not really, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. So it's like, I just have started finding like a, like the like, I love, like, Hatch Tribe events, member circle stuff, so that you can kind of, you know, connect with other people. Me, personally, just, like, the connections I've made, sometimes it's just, like, a rough day, and you just need to, like, bitch. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you just call up somebody and be like, blah, 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 that's awful. Yeah. What am I doing? Um, and, uh, 
And even like just like having those people in your lives, like legit connections where people that when you're down, like there's been, I can't tell you, like there's so many times when like I'll just spiral and I'll be like, is this sustainable? Like I'm 33 years old and like, what am I doing? doing? Yes, Yes, yes. And you know, having those questions and literally like needing to be talked off a ledge. But just having those people there that understand and are like, keep going, like, this is part of your growth process, you know, so. Yeah, no, it's like surrounding, it's that like-minded thing of, of otherwise, if you don't have people in your life that get the entrepreneur space or, you know, being, um, yeah, the scaling element of it. And like, I heard this thing and I just worked with, my life coach around like redefining this but I heard this theory that you've got if your life was a stove Mm -hmm. and there's um you know you've got your like personal like if you're in a romantic relationship you've got um your health you have your career Mm -hmm. and you have your friendships and this limiting theory is that um you can only be really great at two of those at a time and the other two go on the back burner or they maybe take a little bit of a hit and i was like no way and and i have recognized that the way i've set myself up and i'm really evaluating is you know if i'm going balls to the wall with my business yep um and then maybe I come home and, you know, my partner, he gets like some of the scraps of what's left over yep. or, you know, it's like my friend world is might be like totally I might perceive I'm like, you know, being negligent of my relationships. Sure. Um, so it's, you know, I am choosing to like restructure that to recognize I do have the capacity to find balance. And I think that that the four burner thing, it's like we tend if we're not conscious about it. So yeah, we go balls to the wall and then other things suffer. Yeah, There's always a hit. But I think that that is the journey of, you know, being an entrepreneur or being just a a trail blazer. And even if you do work for a company as well, that it's that art of balance and the self-care of when I put my oxygen mask on, that I'm able to bring that fresh air and support to my relationships, to my friendships, to, you know, my clients as well. And of course, to yourself of, you know, when you take that time and go to the beach and, you know, have your feet in the water or like walk with your pup, you know, it's that, okay, I'm seeing the forest for the trees. I'm coming back up, I'm good, like it's, and it's like, that's the beauty of the journey is yeah. that if we, if we just magically rolled up and we were like, oh yeah, self-care, I got it, got it like sectioned out, <laughs> yeah. I have my lunch every day at like 11.30 a.m. and it's all good. It's like yeah. that, you know, it is a sweetness. Of, it is. You know what it's like to be like, oh, I'm crashing and burning or yeah. being like, okay, like this this week felt good. Yeah, I want to celebrate yeah. the balance. Yeah. And, no, it's it's such a journey. That's one thing, too, that I think is, like, so important. And I forget who was talking about this, but, like, celebrating your successes. Because when you're, like, a lone ranger, yeah. you know what I mean? You're, you're like... Truck, 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 truck. Yeah. Like, I had this awesome project that I did yesterday. Um, really, really, really cool company. And... Um, if he if he listens to this, I hope he's not upset by this. But like I, it was the first time I was doing a project like this. Yeah, and I am just the like the kind of person where it's like, I'm I'm gonna give it all my good like all I got, yeah. and I'm gonna go for it, and I'm gonna hope for the best, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And nine out of ten times, that's paid that's paid off. There's mm-hmm. been like 
couple of times I'm like oh, a little over my head a little over my head I've always I've always finished what I started yeah. but I, a little over my head yeah but regardless like he told me yesterday he's like you blew me away like this is phenomenal and a it's like so often I think when you work with different clients a lot of times you're only used to hearing like why did this go wrong yeah. or, you know what I mean and then when you hear something like that like I was on cloud nine and I'm like I need to go out and get myself a bottle of champagne yeah. you know what I mean like yes. world series style shake it yes. off and like you know what I mean because I I just so good sometimes it's like we get so like you're just getting from one thing to another and like doing and doing and doing and doing but it's like important to remember along the way like where like where stuff got like went real well you know mm. and to kind of like give yourself that pat on the back because I feel like I I don't think I do that nearly enough I don't think anybody does yeah so that's a practical thing that's helped me with that is jumping into the Hatch Tribe, the monthly um, planning or the monthly reviews yeah, that yeah. she does. And um, it's just been, you know, it's the same format every time, but to take that one hour, um, you know, and I think she, I think there's probably one tomorrow even um, for the beginning of this month we're coming into. But yep. um, yeah, that's helped me recognize like, where did I just come from and yeah. being like wow I got <laughs> yeah. this and whatever because like like for me practically you know in the middle of 2019 I off boarded I say off boarded I think I made that word up I let go <laughs> my payroll wealth uh advising and like tax accountant like bundle vendor that I really wasn't um, content with the dynamic that was happening yeah. and it wasn't serving my end result of I wanted that streamlined. So yeah. I it was one of those ready, fire, aim circumstances where I was like, I'm done. And yeah. then I was like, oh, oh, wait, I don't have the next thing lined up. So, yeah. you know, finding and researching local, I really wanted to bring all of my vendors locally. And I think they were, they claim to be local but they just popped into Charleston and yeah review and they weren't really you know I couldn't walk into their office yeah. truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah and um so the journey of finding an accountant that I that resonates with me a wealth manager that actually asks me and looks into my life versus like I'll set up these you know you know retirement accounts and then you just throw some numbers at me whatever you want it's like yeah. I don't know what I'm doing yeah, I need yeah, you yeah. to support me and yeah. advise me and you know and then finding a payroll processor that is like so above and beyond Marianne Storm I'm giving you a shout out girl <laughs> and you know just being able to feel supported yeah. and scaling you know as well so it's like that's something that you know we just truck away and we're like uh whatever and then you're like wait a second no yeah. that took time it's under the hood of you know the business strategy it's not like my you know um next event videography client's gonna be like wow i noticed you've uh, really upgraded your payroll structure <laughs> yeah. you know your accountant is on point like they're not gonna see that <laughs> But yeah. maybe they'll feel the wake of the support I feel sure. in understanding or walking them through, you know, here's our process. Here's yeah. why. Here's the rate we charge and why we're at that price point. Here's the peace of mind sure. that we deliver. So an accountant, though, dude, I will say, like, it is so important. Yeah. So important. My accountant is terrifying. I am so scared of him, but he always has his his shit together yeah. for me. Yeah. And without him, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Like, I, to be honest, like, that was one of my biggest challenges. Because I was like, oh, my God, like, Social Security and, like, like sales and use tax and doing yes. like And just, and especially because I do business in a lot of different states. Yep. It can get messy yeah. really quick. Yeah. And 
I can't even tell you, like, like, that's what I say, like, to anyone that's talking about, like, starting their own business. I'm like, all you need is a really good accountant. Like, Aww. you know, like, and if you find that person that you feel like has got your back and understands and you know what I mean? Even if they're a little bit scary. Um, but, yeah. uh, but hey, it's, it's kept me out of the IRS. Yeah. Well, I'm just, but, and it's, I just think that any great vendor at the end of the day, what they're providing usually is peace of mind. Yeah. And, you know, it's like when we come and cover an event, it's like you pay our premium or, you know, for whatever service because you know it's going to be done well. Yeah. You know, it's like that's what you ultimately hope to support yeah. your clients with. So, for you sure. know, exactly having that accountant. I just got a, an amazing bookkeeper that actually helps me understand and like Madeline heard me on the phone the other day I was like I need you to break down like this P&L statement yeah what does that mean what does this mean and you know I think that it's um maybe it's daunting for some women that are like well like like I had the hardest time for quite a while feeling like I had a legitimate business yeah and it was like until I cleared a certain threshold, then I was like, oh, now people can take me seriously. But like that imposter yeah. syndrome of, you know, it's like I used to think, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a small fish. Like my accountant, you know, I really I don't want to take up their time. Yeah. It's like, fuck that. I'm yeah. charging. Like they are taking money out of my account every month to be like yes. on standby. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask some questions. Yeah. So it's like that value of recognizing for yourself that yeah. if you have vendors that can help you create peace of mind of understanding sure. like what is happening in the day in day out of your business and there's no i'm of the belief there's no such thing as a dumb question and if Agree. you work with a vendor that makes you feel, feel like dumb. you ask yeah. something dumb yeah maybe they're the dumb dumb you shouldn't be working with yeah no you know I agree. it's like that that is so crucial to like you know, as you said, it's like if we're creatives and I feel like so many, especially women in Charleston, where they do have a creative, innovative thing they want to bring to the table yep. in their form of art or production that, you know, it's like we do hire people that have maybe a technical background so that we can be supported doing what we do well, which yep. maybe it's more people oriented or if it is like a physical good or, you know, what have you. So, um, yeah, it's like surround yourself with a bunch of yeah. whizzes. Yes, whiz kids. And like two things I want to say to that. A, um, I like to refer to that as like your inner Reg Regina George talking, Ooh. you know, and like sometimes like, you know, you just when when you have thoughts like that that yeah. are just like nasty and negative, and this is something I'm constantly trying to put into progress myself. Um, but when I have like those kind of like stressful, like crappy thoughts, like I think it's important for everyone to start questioning, like, is that something that's actually like a true thing? Yeah. Or am I just being like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is that just like a thought that's like not anywhere near like that it needs to be here yeah um but b yeah i mean a hundred percent like surrounding yourself with good people um i am lucky i have a really great tech guy shout out to rob at tech swift he is a local tech company mm -hmm. um but he i mean computer problems are the worst and yeah. like every time i've had an issue like thank god for him because i don't know where i would be um and then yeah my accountant has just helped me so much to be like i mean he kind of he kind of just comes like i give him everything he comes to the table and he's like here's x y and z and to be honest i don't ask a lot of questions yeah because i think it's just one of those things where it's like Whoa. yeah you're like um, you just tell me what I, yeah when tell me what happen. i need to pay <laughs> yeah yes. um but it's so important to have those people. Um, I completely agree. And just to feel that support, too. Like, we talked about earlier, like, even, like, that network. I think that that's just 
like a really integral piece of you know owning the business world yeah like sunny this has been amazing how can people get in touch with you to follow up to learn you know any more um around marketing any of that information where can they find you online so they can find me at sunnydublick.com uh d-u-b-l-i-c-k and sunny like the weather S-U-N-N-Y-D-U-B-L-I-C-K.com. There it is. Uh, Sunny. Um, <laughs> and then social, are you? Yes, I'm on Facebook, uh, Sunny Doublek Marketing, same. Um, and then also on LinkedIn. So just find me there. Boom. Yeah. Awesome. That'll be in our show notes. And for those that have listened along, thank you so much for engaging. For our viewers, as always, thank you so much. Please be sure to like, subscribe. If you have any further questions for Sunny, write them in the comments, and we will do our best to circle around. And um, as always, um, I hope that you live a life filled with passion and that today you create a story worth telling. Cheers. Cheers.